Hello, hello. If you hear this annoying ass voice, you already know what you're listening to. It's Taking L's. Uh, I'm Kyla, the unconventional accountant, which actually, let me redo that. Now that we're in the new year, it's something that I wanted to do and something I've always wanted to done. Wanted to done? What the fuck? Is to rephrase the way I like being uh, called. And quite simply, I prefer... Part of the reason this came about is I remember uh, if you didn't listen to the last podcast episode about the drunkest I've ever been, it came from that night. But I remember as we're all sitting in a circle in front of this bar in a fucking hotel, um, someone in my cohort actually asked me, they were like, they were talking about how one of my professors has literally never gotten my name right, except maybe once, like in a whole seven weeks of being in this class for three hours a day and two times a week, so six hours per week, however much time that ends up etching out as, uh, this professor got my name right once and I never had the guts to um, correct them. I got called Keela, I got called Kayla, which is a very popular one. I got called Kale once and though Kale is a great leafy green vegetable, I my name is not Kale. So one kid, not a kid, but I still refer to everyone as kids because it's really hard to think of yourself as being an adult when like I'm 23 years old and I do so much stupid shit still that I'm like everyone around my age, we're all still kids, right? Like we're not real adults. And technically my frontal lobe isn't completely developed yet. So I am still a kid in my opinion. But anywho, Sidebars aside, you already know what it is. ADHD cannot stay focused on one thought to save my life. But he asked me, he was like, what do you like being called? You know, and I didn't think about it a lot because it's just I've kind of responded to whatever anyone's called me. If they called me Kyla, if they called me Kai, if they called me Kylie, if they called me Kayla, even if they call me Kale, apparently. Like, I've always just gone with whatever someone calls me and haven't really bothered to correct them because it's just so strenuous or tedious to do so. And I, like, kind of froze. I was just like, well, most people just call me Kyla. And he was like, well, what do you like to be called? Like, what do you actually want your name to be? And so I've been pondering this for a while. This is such a philosophical question, you know, what do you like to be called? And honestly, I prefer being called Kai. So that that is that. That's really weird for me to say because actually when I was younger, probably like four years old, I loved the name Kylie and I didn't understand why my name was Kyla and not Kylie. So I went like for months and months, I would not answer to anything but Kylie if you called me something else, which I need to get that backbone that I had at four years old back. Like your childhood brain just doesn't give a shit about anything and it's probably like peak mental health right there but (laughs) I didn't go by anything except Kylie for months until finally I was just like "Eh, I'm okay with Kylie again Uh, and ever since it's just been whatever anyone called me and like I'm saying right now I actually prefer being called Kai so uh, not it's not a big deal if 
people call me Kyla still just because I know like people who have been calling me Kyla for literally my entire life uh, or since they've known me, it's going to be a little bit weird like for me to address them and be like, yeah, I don't really like being referred to as Kyla. I prefer Kai just because I do feel like it's shorter and I do feel like there would be less mix up with my name if I went with the shorter version of it. But I realized like on my social media profiles, all of my name, like I never have my full name, Kyla, anywhere. It's pretty much just Kai on everything. My Instagram handle, the actual like name that I put on my Instagram or my Twitter and stuff like that. It's like I am Kai I am. When I had my blog, it was I am Kai I am official. When my Instagram matched my blog name, it was I am Kai I am official. So like, why not just refer to myself as Kai? Because I obviously like that name better. So again, not a super big deal if people don't refer to me. So anyway, backtracking, this is Kai, the unconventional accountant. So I figured it is 2020 when you're hearing this. We are in a new decade, which is fucking beautiful because the last one tried me. 2019 tried my whole goddamn life. And what better way to bring in the new year than to talk about all of the shit that I went through in 2019. We're going to talk about both the good and the bad. So strap your seatbelts up. Honestly, beginning of 2019, pure fucking trash. It was just not good. We'll get into all of that. And then the end of 2019 has been better for the most part. And honestly, part of the reason I'm doing this is because I like hearing myself fucking talk. That That's that. I love hearing myself talk. And part of the reason is so that I can think back on what my year was like and that I am here now in 2020. It's actually still 2019 when I'm recording this, but it's whatever. It's I think it's already 2020 on one side of the world because, you know, time change and the revolution of the earth around the sun. I don't remember uh, all of that from physics class or whatever class it is put in earth science don't remember that shit at all but I did want to I guess reflect on 2019 and how it shaped me into the person that I am today which I probably changed more I know I say this probably every single year which this is the first year that this podcast has existed so you wouldn't know but any of my friends who have known me for multiple years they always hear me say every year that I changed the most this year and I think this year again I changed the most that I have ever changed before there was a lot of self-realization I know Kylie Jenner said 2016 was the year of realizing things but honestly so was 2017 and 2018 and especially 2019 because I realized a lot of things about myself and about others and the way that I interact with others and the way that I interact with myself. And it was just a year of self-discovery. So without further ado, let's just hop into what 2019 was for me. So we're going to go month by month. And like I said, we're going to mention the happy things as well as the not too happy things. So probably the best thing that happened at the beginning of my year was starting an internship. And the place that I interned at, it was 
absolutely fucking phenomenal. I was very scared going in there, very apprehensive because I'm a person, as I've said many times before, I've always kind of just been naturally good at a lot of stuff. I've never been bad at things and I don't take failure and rejection and not doing well, even if I've tried my hardest, if I don't do something perfectly, I'm, I'm a mini, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, type A personality for sure. I'm a Scorpio. What more do you expect from me? But it definitely put me in a position where I was like, okay, I don't know who any of these fucking people are. Like I knew some of my fellow interns because we all went to Kennesaw State and there were quite a few of us who were interning at this firm um but otherwise I was like I have to get to know new people hate that shit would rather die uh I have to learn this software I have to learn how to actually do things I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing with taxes I realize I don't know accounting as well as I thought I did and all of that really scared me especially in like my first few weeks but I think what scared me the most probably would have been um for sure having to actually interact with new people because I have crippling social anxiety, which isn't as bad as it used to be thanks to therapy, but it was probably, I mean, it's not the worst that it's ever been. The worst that it's ever been was probably back in like seventh or eighth grade where I literally didn't talk to anyone at school. Like I would go the entire day without talking and I didn't even know what my voice sounded like at that point, but I, did um you know it's it wasn't as scary I don't know I've already lost my train of thought because I'm pulling up pictures so that I can kind of remember month by month what was happening through pictures but uh yes starting a new job scared me but honestly it wasn't terrible like meeting new people and even like fucking up on the job or not knowing things there were always people who were there to help me and who were happy to help which was really different because you know when you've had teachers in the past or people in general in your past that if you went to them with a question about something especially when it was like related to work or school or anything or even professors in college and it's like you're getting paid to help me and you're annoyed that I'm asking a question you know those types of people we pretty much all have encountered in our lives and it's it causes you to be scared especially when you're on the job to ask questions and to be dumb quote unquote you know in reality like a lot of people especially your higher ups would rather you ask questions and do things correctly than you to not ask questions and do a terrible fucking job and then have to waste more time going back and fixing it so uh first lesson of the year ask questions it's okay to be afraid to ask them and also like I remember the first assignment that I was actually on so the firm that I was with paired every intern with a buddy so a senior which is like the second ish level like a lot of accounting firms you know let's just get into the dichotomy taxonomy I don't I don't fucking know of accounting firms you usually have like staff let well there's interns um but there's staff one staff two level and honestly the firm that I was at kind of lumped everyone like interns and staff were treated pretty much the same we were on very similar projects with the exception that obviously the interns that we were just coming in and we hadn't done anything we weren't getting like super hard projects to work on uh they kind of 
gradually got more difficult as we went through the internship and as we gleaned more information. But on the whole, there's intern and staff level and then your staff level sometimes it's broken down into staff one and staff two so staff one would be like really just incoming kind of people who haven't been in the position long and then staff two is like the next step up and it's like you're almost ready to be a senior level then they're senior and then again it all depends on the firm because I know my firm has like an intermediary step between a senior and a manager a lot of firms go just from senior to manager I think my firm is like senior then it's a supervisor or something like that and then manager senior manager partner so that's basically like the whole hierarchy that's the word I wanted to use the hierarchy the ranking system and um every person was or every intern was put with a buddy or paired with a buddy and mine was super fantastic she was so nice to me and I asked questions like I don't think there was maybe 30 minutes that I didn't go without asking her a question about something whether it was about a specific project or just about like how do I get to the processing room or how do where does the recycling go where do I get these specific type of folders that we're supposed to use where are the supply closets and everything like that so both questions just about the layout location of things as well as the projects I was working on or certain processes and just about life at this firm in general I was always asking her questions so we get paired with a senior and that person like goes with you and helps you out on stuff and again that's like your go-to person if you don't know something yourself ask them first before you like ask the manager or partner who gave you the assignment uh, because of billing rates and blah 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 stuff that literally no one outside of accountants care about but I remember the first project I was assigned to I was assigned to do it with my buddy um, and we went into the meeting with the partner and he's just explaining all of this stuff and we're both writing things down and I have no idea what I'm writing down, but ev everything just felt so intense. And it was like, if you've seen those TikToks where it's like Robert it Scavern, like someone's, you're doing something, but you're under so much stress that you don't even know what that person is saying. Like I was so confused. I didn't even know what questions I didn't have questions because I was like, you need to start from the beginning, like start from accounting one from intro to financial, because I don't know what you're trying to tell me to do. And so I walked out of there and I was just like, me and my buddy were walking back to our desk because we sat next to each other. And I was like, I, I turned to her and said, I have no idea what just happened. I didn't ask questions. I know I should have asked questions, but I didn't ask questions because I didn't know what to even ask questions about. And she turned to me and said, Honestly, I didn't know what was happening either, but we're going to go into the depreciation software and we're going to see if we understand what he's talking about before we go back to him. And so like it was so comforting that someone who was technically like two levels above my level was also saying like I don't really know what's happening either. We're going to try to work it out. We're going to brainstorm together, piece our notes together, but uh, she did eventually go back and have like another conversation with that partner in which things were clarified a little bit more, but uh it was just very comforting. So even like that's just to say don't feel like shit about not knowing stuff because even some people who are above you or who are more 
you know, technically experienced in everything, sometimes they don't know what they're doing anyway. So started that, but also in, well, not really in January per se. This is towards, that's really the only thing that happened in January, Uh, but towards the end of January, beginning of February, which February was the hardest what actually I can't even say that it was one of the hardest goddamn months I've ever gone through number one uh just because it in this I'm going to address in another completely separate podcast probably the one that comes after this so again strap in your fucking seat belts but um I my freshman year of college I was in a sexually abusive relationship And it happened, like, it was the span of, like, the end of January to early April, like, end of March, early April. So every year, that time of year has always been very difficult for me to, like, deal with. I usually slip into the worst depression during that time. And that coupled with the fact that it is, gets dark at... (laughs) you know, 4.30 at night, like that doesn't help as well because then there's a seasonal aspect and me not getting enough vitamin D on top of that. So it was like, it's really, it's just, it's always been just a hard time of the year for me. But this year at the end of like that, my ex and I had been, you know, the very infamous Mario (laughs) for a second. I had to actually go back and listen to some of the old podcasts in order to remember like the code names that I had for people which I would totally be cool with just like airing their name out but I'm also just like eh, that might be a little rude to call them by their names especially because some people don't particularly have like at least names here in the states that would be considered very common their names are very uncommon so it would be extremely easy for someone to like figure out who I was talking about not that I particularly care because I don't really have any contact with these people anymore but still you know just respecting people's anonymity I don't know if I said that word right but it's fine uh but I towards the end of January beginning of February I like my ex and I we broke up in August technically in August of 2018 and throughout from basically like I from August to September of 2018 I was like dating other people seeing other people and everything and naturally when you're moving on from someone is like that's usually when they're kind of like well damn she's moving on without me so um like the whole premise of that thing was like when we broke up, he was like, this is just kind of a break type of thing. And I, the minute things get better for me, because we didn't break up for any reason within our relationship, we broke up because he was going through shit, which is not the way that you should handle things ever, especially with someone who loves you dearly and is willing to like work through your shit with you. Like to that's very self, it, it was very selfish to start with, but it's to be expected. Um, so it was like the minute things get better, like I'm going to hit you up. I want to get back together with you. And so like from basically in August and a little bit into September, I was going out on dates with other people. I was talking to other people, um, and things like that. And I think my ex kind of just got like, wow, she might find someone else like that's scary. And so we, then we, we basically started 
fooling around again. And we were practically still in a relationship with each other, even though we had never put like a a formal title, like we've gotten back together, but everyone just kind of knew we got back together, if that makes sense, or that we were pretty much back together, which sucks. But then again, at the same time, like I expect that, like it follows the pattern of our relationship before, because honestly, there wasn't a point like something that I always I've always wanted to have like the will you be my girlfriend type of moment I've never had that in any relationship that I've been in um like the way that we ended up being in a relationship like was we were holding hands and one of the faculty members from the place that we worked at was just kind of like oh are y'all seeing each other like are y'all together and my ex was just like yeah that's my girlfriend I guess we are together huh And it's just like, mm, lol, uh, L for I'm a loser. But yeah, so like it, it was always something very casual. And like, it was a relationship where we hardly said I love you to each other. It was there was a lot of things wrong with that relationship. And um, yeah, it was just a lot of fucking shit. But either way, Uh, We were basically back together pretty much from the end of September into like January of the next year. And then towards the end of January, like I just had this feeling that things were going south. And part of it was like me, like I remember us, there was a snow day that we had or whatever. And he still had to go to work the next morning, but I was just like, and at that time, we literally lived in the same apartment complex in the same building. Like he lived, he was practically my neighbor almost. So I was just like, oh, come over and spend the night with me. And I remember that night, like, I think part of the reason that I knew things was going south and I needed that we needed to have a conversation is that night when he was like sleeping in my bed, I felt zero sexual attraction to him at all. I was just like, honestly, I just want him to go. I don't want him to be in my bed. I don't want to cuddle with him. I don't want to touch him. Like, I wanted nothing to do with him, even though I was the one to be like, come over. And it's like, even though I loved this person so freaking much, like I did, I really did love him. It's still like, I like for me, most of it, I don't know what it was. The attraction was gone. The spark was gone. I, I loved him as a person, but I wasn't in love with him anymore. But at the time, I feel like I didn't really know how to differentiate the two. And now reflecting, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Um, And then like the next few days, I was just kind of like, I texted him and was like, what are we? Like, are we actually, I guess I was looking for a title. I wanted us to officially be back together and not be in this weird, like, I don't know what to say when your friends message me on Instagram and ask if we're still, or if we've gotten back together and things like that. And it was a situation where he was just kind of like, yeah, I don't really know. I just don't feel as deeply about you as I did um once and I need like a few weeks to figure things out like that type of thing so gave him his few weeks and hello my sister just came I thought you were at the gym I, I did go to the gym you're already done at the gym yeah because I'm going and meeting um at the battery yeah, there's, like, something for, like, two hours, so... Ew, I wonder if Holly and I are still going to the battery tonight. Let me... You guys go later. I don't... I don't know. I mean, let me know. 
Ooh, going to the bathroom. This is like a, it's a family thing. Oh, from six to eight, but then after eight, it's you know. It's back to it's yeah, back it's on their back bullshit. It's <laughs> yeah. Sorry, interrupt your podcast. I just I thought you were recording a video, and I just wanted to crash the video. But oh no. Crashing well, a podcast. Yeah, po- crashing a po- the what? Crashing a podcast. Yeah. So yeah. we we're just talking. We're doing I get in review. Okay. It's been twenty four minutes, and I'm still on goddamn January. So, okay. but um, well, January, February, because. Huh? I said, oh, wow. Yeah, because, you know, that was when the bulk of the shit happened. Like, just, it was just, like, shit after shit. I feel like this year was, like, divided into four years, but... It it basically... It literally divided into quarters for me. Like, first quarter, second quarter. Yeah, and then, like... quarter, they had us in the first half, but now... But, yeah, they had us in the first half, pretty much from... January up until maybe March or April like they really had us by the what do you call it um so yeah but anyways I don't know basically we gave each other like two weeks off and I remember like I was coming home from work one night and he was pulling in at the same time and instead of like being a decent human being and having this conversation like an actual conversation not at the very end of the day where I had a tough day at work I was almost in tears from work or my internship because like some of the shit I was doing I thought was way above my uh what do you call it level like I actually at one point in my internship which I should have never done and I'm so thankful that this manager like likes me and he was not like phased by this but I was so upset with this project that I sent the message to my manager and said I think that this project is above my skill level (laughs) and like I was literally in tears because I just didn't know I had asked questions about it still wasn't understanding it and turns out I actually did the project or the return correctly except for like one part that we had to get from the client so he was just kind of like yeah I feel like everyone he was very understanding about that and was like every intern has their like breakdown moment where they're just like is this for me what the fuck is happening so he was really cool and he's kind of like a mentor to me now amongst the plethora of other mentors that I have at my firm but um it was after I had a hell of a day and literally he stops me. I have my briefcase in my hand and my gym bag and all this stuff, my lunch bag. I have all of this stuff and um, he stops me and was like, yeah, honestly, I can't give you an answer. Like that was my ex's answer. I can't give you an answer um, about how I feel about you I feel like I'm not as in love with you as I was which I have been feeling admittedly been feeling the same type of thing like I said I loved him but I wasn't in love with him anymore at that point and he was like so I think that we should just call it quits basically um because I I can't tell you like part of me still wants to be with you and the other part of me just doesn't feel the same way anymore so, um, naturally, like I do, well, actually, to be fair, with every other ex, I burned their shit that they gave me. This 
with Mario, I decided to be a good person and like put pretty much everything he had even ever gave, given to me, including the vibrator he got me for my 20, was it 22nd birthday? Yeah. Including that um, all into a bag, the bag that he gave me with my Christmas gift that year, which admittedly I hated the fucking sneakers he got me. He always got me gifts that he would like me to wear instead of giving me gifts that I would actually wear or that I would actually like. But that's a whole other story entirely. Anywho, yeah, I just packed up all of the shit, all of the clothing, his boxers that he had, like basically his drawer that he had at my place. And he actually still has a, a, some of my clothing. He definitely still has a, one of my t-shirts, one of my pairs of shorts, a pair of my sweatpants, and I'm pretty sure like two or three pairs of my underwear, but it's fine. Um, and I put it in a bag and I was like, this is your stuff. I don't want it. And he was like, you can keep it. But I was just like, I don't want it. Like, I, I'm a person, like, to get over someone. Number one, I'm going to talk about it constantly. Like, I'm just going to talk to all of my friends to death about it. But number two, I am very much so, like, an out of sight, out of mind. I had to mute or block him on everything. Um, and then we eventually got back in contact with each other. But it seems like every time, like, even though I just want to be friends with him, like, as a person, just so that, like, because we do have people, like, we're all in the same, um, friend group, or not, like, all of, we have a mutual friend group, and uh, I just want it to not be awkward every time we're in the same space around each other, um, even though I try to make it as non-awkward as possible, and he ends up making it very awkward being in a space, I just wanted us to get to that point where we could be friends and things not be awkward if we have to be in shared spaces. And every time like we were ever having a conversation about anything, it would always end up with me like being some type of villain. And this is the reason we broke up. And this is the reason I don't love you. And that type of thing. Am I crying? We're, we're probably going to cry for this beginning part a little bit. Because it's, like, just so, it was so shitty. And, like, yeah, so that was February. And then the same week that we broke up, like, I had kind of, in December of 2018, got back in touch with a friend I had fallen out with um, freshman year. You guys would know him as Michael on the podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, literally the same week, which was the week, no, was it the week of Valentine's Day? I can look at this and see when it was as far as my pictures go. But let me pull it up, pull it up, pull it up. Uh, besides the fact that I gained fucking 20 pounds this year from my like smallest. Oh my gosh, I look back at some of my pictures from 2018 and I'm just like, I was so skinny, almost skinny, like to the point of being too skinny. There are definitely pictures where I can see my ribs and no, just knowing that at the time I was going through such a hard time being like halfway in a relationship with um, someone who stressed me the fuck out. Like everyone else will look at these pictures and be like, oh my gosh, Kylie, you look so hot. Like you look so toned and X, Y, and Z when in reality, like I was 
fucking starving myself, which is another thing that we could totally talk about in another podcast, the glorification, glamorization of losing lots of weight. So, um, here we, here, no, where is it? Okay, so this picture was taken, yeah, literally, um, I think the day after Valentine's, so we broke, wow, that's fucked up, we broke up the week of Valentine's Day, but in the same week, that Friday, so actually, well, technically, that Friday, I have plans to end my life. We're not going to cry about this. I had actually, I was going to do it by dehydration. So, like, dehydration and starvation. And I went to the gym that night and, like, did an hour and a half on the stair climber so that I would dehydrate faster. But we're, period poo, I'm so much better um, mentally now. But that is one of my two (laughs) uh, suicide attempts this year. And we're in a lot of a better place and sorry if that was triggering I'll I should have put a trigger warning about that because I don't know what people are going through when they're listening to this but just I know it's so like (laughs) cliche to say that things get better but they do get so much better like I cannot it's so much better uh so anywho uh that night I had reconnected back in December with one of my friends from freshman year who I had fallen out with when I was in my abusive relationship because of that abusive boyfriend. And um, we started like after the breakup, he was just like a really good friend to me. And then there was one night where I, well, that night I couldn't sleep because I was just so hungry and so thirsty and was like trying to distract myself from being hungry and thirsty because I wanted to die, literally. And um, he was just like, do you want to come over? Or Michael was like, do you want to come over? And (laughs) the rest is history. The rest is literally the first episode of this podcast. So we fucked. So, um, and I know a lot of people like get so much shit about like fucking someone else right after getting out of a relationship, but it is a coping mechanism. And I did kind of like us fucking bought some feelings back up, but I also realized that I definitely used feel those feelings that had come back up because I did like this friend back in freshman year of high school or not high school of college. Um, but I was trying to use those feelings as a distractor and I shouldn't have done that. And basically things went downhill from there because he became like a really gross asshole after sleeping with me and he was an asshole. Uh, so If you ever want to hear about him being an asshole and why we don't talk to each other anymore, that is literally probably like the first encapsulated in the first four or five episodes of this podcast. So that all transpired pretty much from February to March. Oh, but also in February, I got my first tattoo. So... Uh, I was just feeling like shit over being broken up with and then also being rejected by Michael. And I decided it's, it's fucking time. It's time for me to get a tattoo, bitch. And I decided because I, as much as, like, I think about often how I absolutely hate pain and hate needles. Like, I detest doing anything that puts myself in pain other than working out. And I 
decide I've decided so far with all of the tattoos that I've gotten and piercings to get things that are the most painful to pierce pierce I had before this tattoo my um well technically I had my ears pierced and then my belly button pierced which wasn't bad and I had had my nipples pierced like who who I got my nipples pierced before I even have thought about getting like I do want to in 2020 to get some more ear piercings I kind of want to pierce all the way up my cartilage but I got nipple piercings before that that was August 2018 though and that was in also because well partially it was because like I had always wanted to get them done um but my mom was just like you should get your something else pierced first. So I got my belly button pierced in 2016, I believe. Either 2016 or 20, I think it was 2017 actually. I got my belly button pierced and I wanted my nipples pierced, but I was in a relationship and my ex, Mario, was just like, don't get them pierced. Aha, you're so sexy. I want to suck on your titties. So I didn't get them pierced because he wouldn't be able to suck on my titties for a little while. And even though I get very minimal pleasure from titty sucking itch, which I feel like it's actually a lot. I have a little bit more sensitivity in my nipples since getting them pierced. Odd fact. But on the whole, um, I didn't get them done. So like when we broke up, I was like, it's a perfect time for me to get them done because I've wanted them and why not? <laughs> you know, so I, I handle most of my mental breakdowns through body modifications and I'm not sorry about it to be completely honest because I love all of my body modifications but I decided to get my chest tattooed so the picture I have here is February 22nd so I guess I got it and the stuff is off of it like the was that the day I got it done I don't know either way um Got it done on February, sometime at the end of February. It's also cool because it does um, cover up some of the scars that I had from my first boyfriend on my chest. So uh, that's cool. And I'm planning on probably trying to get more tattoos to cover more of that area because I got these flowers kind of small. And in retrospect, I kind of wish I had gotten them bigger, even if they're on my chest. So um yeah, so it got my chest tattooed, which was a fun time. Then in around March time, something really cool that no one else would be interested in, I got into non-synthetic wigs. Like I started buying, I was making bank at the time and I was like, let me buy things for me that I like. And so I started buying a lot of human hair wigs and I absolutely love them now and it's kind of an addiction, but that is okay. And then... Things were really quiet for most of March. I did almost adopt a kitten just because I was very sad and very lonely. I was still pretty depressed, but I wasn't like trying to kill myself at that point. So I almost got myself a cat, but my twin sister is allergic to cats. So that didn't work out and she was not very happy when I thought about adopting one and was about to sign the papers and bring one home. And... Oh, I look so cute in so many of these pictures though. I did kind of start um, at the beginning of the years, the years, the beginning of the year, a little bit of a party phase. So it was pretty customary for those of us tax season 
or busy season as we call it is a very difficult time and it's very stressful and so it was customary for on Friday nights for some me and some of my associates to go out to the battery and get smashed and that's that's kind of where my uh, three shots at, at one time started and yeah ever since then it's pretty much been three shots of te tequila at minimum all at one time so I, I have a video I actually posted it to my Instagram uh, so if you want to see that video uh, go for it but I do have a video on my Instagram of the three shots that I took at one time. So beautiful. Um, then what else happened? So busy see Well, we started the podcast, Holly and I, around, I think it was in February. Yeah, we started in February. So yay for that. You're that this medium that you're listening to started in February. So March was pretty quiet. April was pretty quiet. And then I had originally finished my internship in April, but I decided that I wanted to stay because I had such a fun time and I was learning so much compared to like being in school and I was done with my course credits. I was just waiting until July to graduate with my twin sister and I didn't want to just do nothing all summer. I wanted to be productive somewhat and I was like, what is a better way to be productive than to just be still working so I stayed on I asked HR at my job if I could stay on for over the summer even though they do have summer interns and they said sure so I stayed until June 28th or until close to July essentially uh, which is virtually the entire summer I had one month off before starting grad school which we'll get into but um yeah I I had such a good time. I got challenged. I was on some hard ass projects over the summer because they were things that had got extended, returns that were extended throughout the year because they were more complex. And they kind of uh, ripped me, ripped my butthole in half, essentially. They fucked me that hard in the ass, but I learned so much from them. And now being in grad school, like some of the material that I'm learning while I'm studying for the CPA exam or even just in school in general I'm learning so much that it's, it's not even learning it's like reinforcing things that I learned on the job or now I'll just like oh I had a return that had this in it and I didn't realize that this is what I was doing when I was making this calculation or whatever so fun times with that but in May May was a fantastic month. April was the last of like the just very hard, well, not the last of the very hard months, but one of the last of the very hard months in the year. Because in May, actually, I think in March or April, Holly and I planned a trip to Destin, which I don't think Holly might have had been there with her family like once, but I had never been to Destin. Whenever I had gone to Florida, it was always like Clearwater or... Um, Tampa Bay or Orlando because that's Disney or um, or to visit my grandpa and I think is it St. Peter's no not St. Petersburg's somewhere in Florida more so in northern Florida 
but I had never been to Destin before and we basically just booked an Airbnb for a trip, uh, basically Friday, Saturday, and then coming back Sunday because we both had to work. And it was the funnest time of my life, honestly, or one of the funnest times of my life. I've had a lot of good fun times that are like top 10 in my life this year. So we got down there. Number one, the drive was something in and of itself. We It took us so long to even get out of Atlanta. There was so much traffic because we were dumb and left on a Friday afternoon at like two or three. And you guys know that is prime time Atlanta to traffic. And then by the time we got out of Atlanta traffic and we were going towards Alabama to get there, we were hitting Birmingham and Montgomery traffic. So that's just the way the GPS took us. But we got there late at night scouring to try to find um, somewhere to eat. So we had Wendy's that night. But, oh my gosh, it was so fucking fun. And then the next day, we're up at like 10 in the morning going to a liquor store to buy alcohol. We go to the a beach, which admittedly was in Fort Walton. We didn't actually go to the beach that was nearest to us because the GPS took us automatically to Fort Walton. And she... We, we were in the liquor store at 10 a.m. and like Target buying alcohol and snacks and stuff for the beach, uh, feeling like degenerates, but day drinking was necessary when you're on the beach. And we went out there. I have this hot ass fucking picture from in the I looked so hot in that bikini and I'm mad that I'm not as skinny as I was at that point because I looked so hot in that bikini. Oh my gosh. I looked fucking phenomenal. Again, that's on my Instagram, so anyone could go see that, but I looked so good, especially with my chest tattoo. Like, are you kidding me? Gosh, I'm just over here sucking my own dick. But, um, so we went to a beach in Fort Walton, which said that you can't take, uh, alcohol on there. So we bought, we had cups and bottles and stuff and we just put the alcohol in the bottles. It was my first battle with Capriccio. And um, we had Capriccio and a mixture of pineapple juice and Malibu rum. And we got fucked up on the beach. So fucked up. Oh my gosh. That before more recent times was probably the drunkest that I had ever been in my life. Like we, the waves, like it was so cool being drunk and being in the ocean and like the waves just like feeling everything felt wavy if that makes any type of sense and there were so many times where like the tide would push me over and I was like crawling back up on the sand because I couldn't I didn't have my bearings to like stand up in the ocean it was a fun time though but I also got my first sunburn because uh in getting drunk, I did not reapply sunscreen and I got sunburnt everywhere. Like, because my bikini literally basically only covered my nipples, I, everywhere, literal sunburnt everywhere. I liked the sunburn on my face though, because it made me look like I had freckles. And anyone who knows me knows that freckles are one of my favorite features on someone. I love freckles and moles on people. So if you have freckles and moles, in places that I can see them, I'm probably in love with you. So that is that on that. <laughs> um, and 
it was then we left like we slept on the beach got sunburned we were holly was sober enough to drive i was not um <laughs> so we got back to the airbnb showered and everything and then we got like all nice and dolled up and we found like this place it was like rock and tacos or something and it was this little thing that was right off the beach that we had passed like at least four times in the time that we had been you know the one day we'd been in Destin and we were like we didn't realize that that was a public beach that you can drink on and there's food places like right there so we didn't necessarily have to go to Target and stock up on foods and stuff we could have just gone to this beach and then there is a restaurant or three restaurants right there and getting drinks and all of that so um we went there for dinner admittedly the tacos were not that rocking uh and it's funny i wish holly was here with me like talking about this because i remember like on this trip she uh had signed up for like the linkedin premium uh what is that called trial and it expired while we were on the trip and it charged her but she thought she would have time like it charged her the night before the thing actually expired and she thought oh I'll be able to wake up in the morning and cancel it but they'd already charged her card and she didn't want it so she called the bank to dispute it and they freezed her card so she didn't like have like access to her card or her money so I was just like feeling like a sugar mama like buying everything for us and like paying for drinks and dinner and everything but she was like she went on and on about how like stupid it was that her card got frozen for being like for fucking LinkedIn premium <laughs> so that was if Holly could speak on that topic right now that's probably what she would glean from that but we did a cute little photo shoot on the beach at sundown or like golden hour pretty much those pictures came out so beautifully we both looked so hot we walked around on the beach just talking and it was like you know it was so fulfilling just being there feeling that and being in that moment and like I'm glad that I got to go on a trip because I had never so I had gone on a trip like with my ex-boyfriend to Charleston but like, the trip itself is fine, but I had never gone on just, like, such a, a trip with, like, a friend and it be just so wonderful and beautiful. It was, again, probably one of the top moments of 2019 for me, and it was it was just a fun time, and I loved going down there with Holly, and we're planning to go on a trip somewhere again uh, once I'm out of grad school, so that should be a fun time as well and then the next morning I think we just like we oh that night I got my second tattoo I decided to get a little olive branch type looking thing on my finger and we literally just walked in oh my gosh I think I remember like talking about this on another podcast like we recapped our trip on a podcast and I was just like I would have sucked that tattoo artist dick for this tattoo because he was so fine he was just a gorgeous human being overall and I stand by that statement even though he was only like by four it was fine you know he was just a beautiful dude and yeah um the, I can't go podcast with out making at least one whorish statement but it's fine there I am in love with being a slut honestly and 
if anyone wants to call me. But you know, I'm, I'm just living. Anyway, so I got my second tattoo. Literally, we were watching a movie and I was just like, eh, I think I want a tattoo tonight. So we just drove somewhere. Admittedly, this tattoo is way more expensive than what it like. I have two tattoos that are probably like 10 times the size of the one on my finger. And the one on my finger has been the most expensive like body modification that I've gotten so far. I have the tattoo on my chest and I got another tattoo recently um on my ribs and both of those like base cost was only $80 and then like a tip added on to that whereas like this one I think was like $90 maybe on my finger before tip and everything so it was hands down dumb dumbest tattoo I could have probably gotten or dumbest look not location on my body, but like location to get it done in, you know, like a, what do you call it? A tourist spot. But at the same time, I really wanted like a, you know, never ending or always with me ever present, like, what do you call it? Memory of that. Anywho, I got another fucking tattoo. And then the next morning we went to IHOP for breakfast and then we peaced out. We went back home. Actually, we went back to the beach for a little while, just like walking along the beach and talking. And then we left and came back home. And then the very next weekend, bruh, this is nothing will ever top. I'm sorry, my wedding day, my the day that any of my children hypothetical children if I decide to give birth to them myself or have kids at all none of their birthdays literally no day will ever eclipse me seeing the 1975 the first time oh my gosh I I have a whole podcast or we have a whole podcast episode about this so it's two hours long and there's no way that we could have shortened that podcast to be anything but two hours long um because it, if you just knew how much I've, I've never seen a better man other than Maddie Healy. Like I've never known a better man. He is everything and I love him and I love the 1975 as a whole. And I cannot wait for their new album to come out in February, even though we were supposed to get it at the end of this year, we were supposed to get it in August, but it's fine. Uh, so I like anyone who knows me in reality knows how much I love the 1975 and how close they are to my heart. And that concert was just everything. My screensaver is still a picture of the moon from that night because it just reminds me every time of how beautiful a night that was. So, yeah, oh my gosh, I got to see them in concert for the first time. And we had such good, actually, we had good seats both times we saw them. But um, we had such good seats that first time and it was an outdoor concert and it was so beautiful. It was so fucking beautiful. Uh, so that happened. And then June, June was kind of quiet, especially since May was just so, May was just a month. You know, the best things happened in May. I don't think I really did anything in June except finishing up my, in oh, I was dating this guy or whatever trash um I wasn't even now again retrospective or like hindsight is always 2020 but I was really 
I was thinking about how, like, I didn't even really like this guy all that much. I started dabbling in dating apps in 2019, and honestly, that is the fucking ghetto, thought. Like, I will not, if I don't meet my future husband in person, which I think I have met him, but that could just be a fucking delusion, because I'm a Scorpio, and that makes sense, but... If I don't meet my husband in person, like, I don't want him. I'm sorry. I can't do the online dating thing. It is just so fucking trash to me, especially as someone, like, I don't like labeling my sexuality at all, but I definitely have a hard time finding physical attraction to people. Like, there is a reason that I've dated guys that a lot of people would think are conventionally unattractive, and that is because, like... I care more, I guess, about personality. So I know there's a term for it. Some people say like demisexual is like you don't really have sexual attraction unless you have like a really good bond with someone. And I feel like that kind of classifies it. But at the same time, I'm also still a human and still have sexual urges. So and there's people that I can objectively say like this is an attractive person, you know. So um that's that but I didn't really like him I thought he was he had some habits that were kind of weird and um everyone has their quirkiness but I think I was just at a point where I like wanted a relationship so bad and this person was showing interest in me so I was like well if they're interested in I I settle and I realize that I do that in a lot of relationships I settle for what I think I can get or I don't think I'm pretty enough to get like the person that I want or the type of guy that I want so I settle and just take what I can get or take who's interested in me. And, um, yeah, I didn't really like him all that much, but I was fucking hurt when he was, like, dating someone else, too, and he, like, decided to break things off, mainly because he just wasn't upfront about it. Like, he presented everything as if I was the only person he was seeing and then, like, broke things off with me out of nowhere and, like, ghosted me and then tried to come back and was like oh I didn't want to ghost you because I that would make me me feel bad essentially so we were dating through like the end of June to or was it all it might have actually been all during June and then we broke things yeah it was during June we were dating or like going out on dates every week or multiple times a week and then in I think it was like July 4th or 5th he broke things off with me which sucked and that kind of spiraled me into a little bit of like feeling super self-conscious about myself and feeling like I'm not good enough for people because I am one of those people I definitely compare myself to others a lot especially when it comes to dating um mainly because like I've explained this to some of my friends like my type isn't I'm not my type's first choice ever or even second or third or fourth I'm probably at the very bottom of the list for my type so even if it's someone who's not really my type if they don't like me or they find something wrong with me it kind of which I'm getting a lot better at but it kind of brings me into a tailspin so I was like really upset about that because I don't do well with rejection and um the I was kind of going back into slipping back into depression and then like the idea of starting grad school I was just like oh my gosh it's gonna be so much money I'm gonna be really poor again maybe I made the wrong decision in not starting my career immediately and going back to grad school and just not like buckling down and studying for the CPA exam while I was working a full-time job and everything 
So I kind of went back into a little bit of a depression. And then, um, yeah, July was pretty uneventful other than the fact that I fucking graduated from college. So technically, I had already been graduated for a while. Like, my credits were finished in December of 2018 and then my internship counted just as extra elective credits and but I wanted to graduate like walk across the stage on the same day or like at the same semester as my twin sister so I deferred my graduation like actually walking across the stage until uh July and yeah so I went Amongst partying, I did a lot of partying. Well, not a lot of partying, but there were definitely multiple pictures here that I don't remember which nights these happened on, but a lot of pictures of me, like, dressed up. And I remember, like, we were going out to party somewhere those days, but I don't remember what we were doing. But, yeah. Uh, So I graduated from college, from undergrad, and then literally two weeks after graduating from undergrad, I started uh, grad school, which was really difficult for me. uh, Again, with like kind of being thrown in a situation where you don't really like know anyone, I have a really hard time with stuff like that. And I'm not a good person with small talk. I find it so tedious and just stupid. I would rather talk about like, what. Like, do you take it up the butt rather than talking about the weather or accounting even? So it it was very difficult for me to, like, forge a connection with people in my class outside of my one friend who I talked about last podcast, Andrew, because we knew each other from, like, a previous class and made things easier and we're both very, like, like-minded as far as, like, our political beliefs, religious beliefs, you know, like spiritual beliefs, I guess you could say instead of religious beliefs, but we're very like-minded in a lot of ways. And so it was easy for us to kind of gravitate toward each other. We literally sat in like the lunchroom that we have like once and then we were just like, this is fucking dumb. And so we sat in the classroom for lunch and we would just sit there talking with each other. Um, So... Yeah, I, not that I hated everyone else, but I, I didn't exactly want to be around everyone else. So, like I said, I have really bad anxiety and I have a hard time, like, getting to know people and doing that whole shindig and all of that stuff. So, at the same time, like, Holly and I had gotten into an argument and uh, she had blocked me. Like, I tried to apologize and she blocked me and I just was feeling really sad about that which now we both look at it and we like laugh about it because what we were arguing over like not talking to each other over was so stupid but um this is August now yeah but or beginning of August or end of August beginning of September and we what do you call it like we had bought tickets to go see the 1975 when they came back because they announced like a second leg of their tour essentially they were coming to select cities and we got tickets to go to Greenville to see them and she was just like you can have these like she emailed them to me and everything because she was the one who had bought them because she could get in through the server better than I could on the day they went on sale and like all of those things piled on top of each other just really hurt me 
and I also just wasn't doing very well mentally at the time either. I was having a rough time with the transition into grad school and a lot of other things and then in that time like I tried to do a podcast episode with my ex-boyfriend Mario and again and you guys never heard that just because the it ended up being like really like not sounding good <laughs> like the room that we recorded it in was super echoey and it just sounded terrible so I scrapped it overall but on the whole like it the first part of it went okay and then like towards the end and when we were done recording like again it just turned into like Kylie you did x y and z to you know you're a terrible person bringing up the fact that I had slept with someone like the same week that we broke up and yeah just basically turning back into a Kai is like a fucking dumbass like doesn't care about anyone but herself she's a terrible person type of brigade and this is the reason we broke up because you're a terrible person and all that type of stuff so um when you hear that like you get into even more of a depression like I I just felt like super unwanted at that time so incoming suicide watch part two and I plan to dehydrate myself again and plans were going well like I had that was a point other than being in grad school which through all of this I still focused on studying and I don't understand why or how actually I do but um I was still studying and still making fucking A's and shit meanwhile I was literally I went on a week because like like I said I was planning on dehydrating myself and uh, deleted like my social media profiles and everything <laughs> like we went off the fucking deep end and um, like any one of my friends Namdi who has also been on an episode on this podcast was like reaching out to me and was like if you don't answer my phone call I'm gonna come see you and I was just like no don't bother like I don't want you here like I was basically trying to push everyone else who cared about me away so that I wouldn't have to feel bad um and or not that I wouldn't have to feel bad so that I wouldn't feel bad about dying on them (laughs) so mm, uh, and I went on it was about probably like five days where I drank nothing because I know that alcohol like alcoholic drinks um dehydrate you very quickly and I was like I remember last time being like so hungry and thirsty and the reason that it fucked up last time was because I went and had sex with that dude with Michael and I was thirsty afterwards and he had water in his room and I drank some of it so then it was just kind of like that soiled my plan you know um and then the next morning I was just like well too late I already drank something so I might as well keep living I guess um and so I was just like I remembered that and I decided to drink nothing but alcoholic drinks for like it was a solid five or six day binge and um I was just always in this and this is including me going to class like in this kind of like lucidness because I was always like a little bit buzzed but never like drunk or anything it was just enough to make me like to quench my thirst 
without, while also still dehydrating the shit out of me. So that happened. And then Namdi didn't like that. He did not like that I wouldn't answer his calls or his text messages. So he popped up on me and forced me to go get ice cream with him. Um, and we talked shit out and, you know, he told me that I'm not gonna cry. He told me that, like, people do care about me despite, like, not feeling like they care about me. And, um, I'm definitely in my room right now, like, as I'm trying not to cry, like, throwing up peace signs because that's kind of how I cope other than tattoos. I cope with trauma by doing peace signs. Also, I forgot in June, literally June 29th, the day after I was done with my internship, I got my septum pierced. I have it and I don't even think about it. Like I look at my face and it's been there so long that I'm just like, I don't really see anything different about my face. So I forget that it's there until I start playing with it. But I did do that um, in June. So flashback to the beginning of September. So at that time, um, after all of that, I called to get a therapist and I went to therapy literally pretty much every week um, after that. And I got diagnosed with PTSD. So that's fun. And it's at first we thought it was just like one situation that gave me PTSD, literally my entire childhood and the beginning of college, my old my first relationship gave me PTSD. So mental health on fleek. (laughs) But yeah, that happened. But it like, I guess the positive thing is that I started going to therapy and started talking things out. Holly and I talked all of our shit out and um, basically went back to like nothing had ever happened. Like I never like really we had never gotten into a fight before and a lot of the time when I get into like arguments or spats with friends like I still haven't ever gotten into a fight with Astrid and that could be just because we don't see each other enough for us to get in a fight with each other um but I um what do you call it fight with like when I before especially in like high school and granted it's high school and middle school everything like every emotion is heightened and everything but it was very difficult for me like after an argument or a fight with someone to like get back to the where we were and to like trust them again and open up myself to them which is why a lot of my relationships and stuff would kind of like fizzle out after that but um things just went right back to normal with Holly pretty much. So yeah, that was a cool thing. So what happened? What happened in October? Let's see. So more partying. I went to the Claremont Hotel at some point. I don't know if you're from Atlanta, then you probably know what that is, but not the like lounge part, just like the rooftop. I do want to go to the lounge though. Oh, October. October was a good month as well. I went axe throwing. I took my first part of the CPA exam, number one, which again, ripped my booty hole right open. I took BC and I ended up passing that one. But I went axe throwing with some people from my cohort, which was a very, very good time. And like, (laughs) then we after axe throwing, we went to a bar or kind of a bar in Kennesaw Highlands Grill I don't know if anyone outside of Kennesaw or who doesn't go to Kennesaw State would even know what that is we went there 
I did my classic three shots of tequila and um, I was pretty, pretty out of it. Uh, there's videos of me. One of my friends has videos of me dancing to party in the USA, which is very anti-brand for me, very off-brand. Um, and we pretty much bullied the person doing like the open mic that night to play party in the USA. And that was really sad. Like bullying works, guys. And I know that they say, let's stop bullying, but I am a proponent of, <laughs> I'm kidding, but bullying does kind of work. And so after that, that was actually the first night. Um, and I'm saying this right now, I did it in a place where it was completely legal to do so. Completely legal. That just prefacing that with it was completely legal that night, but I got high for the first time and that was an experience. Um, the group of people I was with was just like, kind of almost like a, I guess a breakfast club feel like none of these people would probably associate with each other outside of any other social context than this. So, um, yeah, totally legally got high for the first time, but I was also still very drunk. So technically I was crossfaded and I threw up and I had never like thrown up because of alcohol or anything before, but I think the mixture, I'm still like on a, or for a while it was just like, it's definitely, it was the mixture that caused me to throw up, <laughs> but I did throw up that night. I think it, it was more so the smoke than anything because I had, I'd smoked hookah before, I think, but I'd never like, I took like two puffs of a hookah thing or smoke. I don't even know what they call it. Like that's how anti, like I never really smoked anything before. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say it's the smoke, but yeah, October was a good time. In October, I actually got a new car. So my parents, thankfully, are paying the car note for now. But they did, I put the down payment on it and everything. And I got a new car. And her name is Kiwi. It's a Kia Soul. The green color that gets shitted on all the time. But it's a green Kia Soul. And I absolutely fucking love her. And I knew she was destined to be mine when I look like the original I got it from CarMax and like they give you the original the history and everything and the car's birthday like the day that it was first bought by someone because it was a used car at CarMax duh but the day it got first bought by someone it was on my birthday two years ago in 2016 and 2016's birthday was not a very good birthday if you know what happened November 8th 2016 so um the fact that this car had my birthday on a day where I felt like America gave me the shittiest present it could have I was just, I was meant to be mine and I freaking love her. She's so cute. Like I'm looking at pictures of her and she is so pretty. And then, um, November, 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 I turned 23. So 22, Taylor Swift was completely right about 22. We're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. That literally sums up year 22. And I was so happy to be done with 20, with 22 and I am now 23 and like the day before I actually like the day before my birthday I went up to Kennesaw Mountain and I went up to the top and I just like released all of the hurt and my therapist told me I should do this release all of the hurt I was feeling 
every, like all of my emotions. And I sat on top of Kennesaw Mountain crying for at least probably like 30 or 45 minutes. But I came down like feeling like I'm ready to start being 23, like my 23rd year. And I'm just ready for it. And then um, November, what else happened in November? Oh, how could I forget? I almost did. November, I went to see the 1975 in concert again in Greenville, like I mentioned earlier. It wasn't as good of a show. Like, they they were amazing. The 1975, all of them, George, Maddie, Adam, and Ross, they're all fucking amazing. But just the ambiance was a lot different with it being an indoor concert. And, like, that day I had class. So, like, I left class early to go to this concert. <laughs> um, You know, priorities but I left early to go to this concert and um, yeah, it was the driving and everything. It just felt a lot different. And then the next morning I actually had to move into our new apartment, which I fucking love. I'm so glad to be out of the old apartment and all of its trash and its memories that were not very good memories for me. And from living literally like two seconds away from my ex-boyfriend and just things like that. Like I was just very happy um, to be out of that environment. And um, yeah, so we moved. And then that night was the night that my last podcast episode was about. The drunkest I've ever been in my life got wheeled out of a hotel in a fucking wheelchair. So Three shot Kyla, RIP to her because she existed at what, like February or March of 2019 and she's been put to rest here in November 2019. I I can't even like the last time in early December, so I'll go ahead and say this, we went out for Holly's birthday to the Battery, which is like the area where the Brave Stadium is and everything. And um, we went and... Uh, I could only do two shots and I could barely do those two shots of tequila without wanting to kind of kill myself. So I think three shot Kai is she's done. She's finito, finished. But um, I guess that's good. <laughs> that's kind of a good thing. But uh, let's see. Concert again, amazing. Moving out getting wheeled out in a wheelchair, going out for Holly's birthday. That was actually like the first time since the last time my ex was a dickhole to me was the first time that I saw him. And of course he didn't acknowledge me, didn't expect anything different, or at least he didn't acknowledge me until the very end. But like I said, didn't expect anything different. I was just glad that we were able to come together for our mutual friend's birthday and there not be any drama. Uh, so there's that. And then December that's the beginning of December and then holiday party number one in all of this and which I promptly realized after our Thanksgiving break I had a really good run of like not really being interested in anyone and then I developed a crush on someone and it kind of makes me want to puke and I'm not into it I hate these types of feelings I, as the Scorpio that I am, am trying to be forthcoming about these feelings, but I, I don't know if it's catching on, so, and I'm definitely too much of a pussy to just be like, yeah, this is how I feel about you, so, um, basically I'm fucked, but, 
Yeah. So holiday party number one, where I proceeded to get crossfaded again. Other than that, there wasn't too much that was very like striking about holiday party number one, except me getting crossfaded. Holiday party number two, uh, got drunk and stayed up with my friends talking until 5 a.m. Again, not really anything particularly notable about those, but I mean, they were a good time. We had a good holiday season, and then there's Christmas, which was fun. My parents actually came up to me and my sister's apartment for Christmas, which is a lot different. Usually, like, we would go back to our hometown for Christmas and spend it at our house and everything, but they came up here this year because Kayla started her job, or she has a job. She's been at North she's been at a hospital I was about to say like where she worked that was fucked up but she worked at a hospital she's been working there for a while now and she had to go to work because she's a nurse the day after Christmas so she our parents came up here we had a good time still did all of our regular Christmas traditions and here we are today mainly I've been doing just studying for CPA I am now on unit 7 out of 10 in my FAR book, and I don't take my uh, test for another, about a little less than two months now, so we're making good progress, and it's ripping my butthole right open, but that's where we are, and it's the 31st at 5.59pm right now, and I'm going out to the battery with Holly and her friends tonight to celebrate the new year, and that is going to be a fun time, and maybe we'll have another episode's worth of shit to talk about, but anyway, that is pretty much my year in review, so hope that was entertaining at least a little bit. Something that I do want to mention, I think if you have listened to other episodes and you might have remembered hearing this, But if you haven't listened to other episodes, you're probably not going to know this. But I, so when I was younger, I got bullied a lot for my voice. (laughs) You could probably guess that I think it's very nasally and very annoying based on the hello, hello, if you hear this annoying ass voice. But what I never told people, I got made fun of for my voice when I was younger, mainly because as I'm from up north and all of my family is from up north. So I have for certain words or when I was younger, it was a little bit stronger, but I had a little bit of a northern accent. And then as I started like, well, I lived pretty much my whole entire life uh, in the south. So my accent started becoming like this middle end between like a southern twang and a northern accent. And I hated the way that that sounded. And again, I thought my voice sounded so nasally and it was just like not an attractive voice and so a lot of people don't know that for years I would strain my voice so that I could sound different and I would make it sound different depending on the people that I was around and um like I said my voice is one of my biggest insecurities personally and now that I've been going through therapy and I've talked about it my therapist always tells me like you're not back then something that she tells me about PTSD is that when you're put in situations that remind you of like the trauma or what happened when you were originally like 
when that trauma arose or when that situation happened is when you go into any situation. So for me, social settings, talking to people, getting to know new people and stuff like that, your mind almost reverts back to the brain that you had at that point. So like my voice or my brain, every time I'm thinking of doing like public speaking or anything like that, or talking in groups or just social things in general is always reverting back to like when I was a kid and being made fun of for my voice, which is why I had strained it to the point. And I spent so many years training my voice and straining it that I didn't know I made a remark in one of our episodes or earlier episodes that I didn't know what my voice actually sounded like. And Welcome everyone. This is what my voice, which may not sound too much different, but I, to me, it sounds a lot different than the way that I've been presenting my voice to be for the past fucking like 20 plus years, basically. So I've only been on earth for 23. So it's probably 15 plus years would be a better estimate of that. And it's a little bit raspy. It's nasally and kind of, I still have this mixture of saying certain words with an accent and certain words without and switching the way that I say things often because I have just like a hodgepodge. My voice cracks a lot. I have an annoying laugh. When I laugh, I snort a little bit and that's something else that I had kind of like tried to down. Um, Basically, this is what my voice sounds like and it's really cool for me at fucking 23 years old to know like what my voice sounds like with this is not me straining to get it to sound any type of way and my throat thanks me because now I don't go home with my throat hurting because I'm like trying to make my voice sound sound see that word little sound uh higher pitched or lower pitched or less nasally or whatever so here we are that's a great way to start off 2019 huh or fuck it 2020. So, uh, yeah, that is 2019 in a nutshell. I'll see you guys at this time next year. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, hope this was enjoyable. And again, I I don't know when the next fucking episode is coming, but uh, hopefully it's soon.